Hey guys, real quick before we get into this episode, I need you to do me a couple of favors. First, go give us a review on iTunes. I can't stress it enough. It's really, really important for me to help keep this free and to help me keep it going. Next, get involved with your hunting rights. Go join Howl for Wildlife. Super simple. Takes a couple minutes. You can even do the free membership. I don't care. But be involved. Lastly, I want you to do yourself a favor and up your shooting game and go get you some Phoenix shooting bags. Use promo code John Stallone to save 20%. Let's get into this episode. Hi, welcome to Days in the Wild Big Game Hunting Podcast brought to you by Phoenix Shooting Bags. Uh, today we have Dave Barnett back on with us and we're going to do a little breakdown of Wyoming's draw process and some of the changes and talk about some tag strategy. So what's going on, Dave? Yeah, definitely uh, excited to talk about this. Wyoming's a, Wyoming's been a big topic the past few years. Yeah, man. Wyoming's always been a thing for me. Like they, I've never, I mean, I've hunted there a lot and I've never, but I haven't hunted there a lot for elk. <clears throat> and I feel like, Every time I got something figured out, the rug gets pulled out from underneath me over there. So, <laughs> yeah, it's a man. It's a it's a. I hate to say this. It's a magical state. I anytime I get a tag up there, I'm I'm jacked on it. But um, yeah, there could be some you know potential implications coming down that are going to make that tag harder and harder and harder to get. You know, we were definitely seeing. I'm not going to call it an attack, but you're seeing a lot of adjustments made on, you know, these, these easier to draw and OTC type tags across the whole West right now. Right. Um, you know, some of it is just, is just changes in alignment to what other, you know, kind of the status quo for, you know, say non-resident quotas across the West. Um, you know, and other times you're, you're seeing, you know, a lot more pressure from the resident side now. Um, you know, at the end of the day, the, the state agencies are, are there to take care of the residents. Right. Um, yeah, so yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of pressure coming from a lot of different angles right now. Yeah, that's for sure. So let let's start off with talking about the changes, um, or maybe we yeah, let's talk about the changes and then we'll talk about the draw itself, like how it works. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so kind of the the one big change. Um, there's there's been a lot of talks. <laughs> there's been a lot of talks with Wyoming. Um, the one change that has gone through for sure is the 90-10 split with moose sheep, goat, and bison licenses. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that non-resident uh, allocated quota now has, has dropped considerably in Wyoming. Um, you know, if you're a guy sitting on a lot of points in Wyoming, drawing a tag just got a lot harder. Right. Um, you know, so that that's one big one that's going to impact. There has been talks about, you know, adjusting the tag limit and numbers on the non-resident tag. So far, nothing's gone through yet in terms of deer and elk tags. Um, you know, so far nothing's gone through yet, but there, there's, you know, that possibility is always there. I mean, the landscape's definitely changing on these tags across the West. Right. Um, possibly the, the bigger issue that's coming up potentially, um, nothing's official yet, but uh, the Wyoming Task Force recently approved a new measure that would greatly increase the, the price on your special draw tags in Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's something we'll definitely get into, but, it, you know, it, it could cause a huge rift in draws and point creep across all draws coming up in Wyoming. Um, so like I said, that has passed through the Wyoming task force. Uh, it, it's going to be reviewed by the legislature starting in January. So we don't have any official word on that yet. We're kind of waiting in limbo. 
Uh, but generally, recently, as things have been pushed through from various states, it's pretty rare that they don't get passed. You know, there might be some amendments put in place on it, but um, generally most things are, are going through anymore. Right. Man, I know what's going to happen is that – so I've been sitting on a pile of points for Wyoming. Mm-hmm. Um, I was originally trying to draw one unit, and then the year that I was going to draw it, I just put in for a bonus point because I drew Utah. Oh. <laughs> and then because of point creep, that unit – required another point Mm -hmm. so i was like okay then once i got to that point i was like well shit i already got this many points i might as well hold out to get this much better unit right so that's what i've been doing and now i'm actually on go hunt right now to get the point i think i am i think i'm one point away am i it's weird because it'll say 12 points, 1.8%, and then 12 points, 100. That's the, this, the difference between special and non? Uh, you're, you're probably seeing you have like 12 points, and then you have you have like less than 13 above it. Yeah. Um, so that's going to be pertaining to your group applications. Okay. So that's one big thing in Wyoming is when they take a group application, they take the average of points as that exact value, whereas other states are going to round down or up to a whole value. Um, so oftentimes you might have a group that put in at 12.66 points. Okay. Um, you know, so that, that's where, yeah, those, those less than point levels, those are your marginals between those. So those are all party apps. Okay. Got it. Okay. So, so as an individual, 12 points, a hundred percent. So yes. I am one point away. So now it's like, <laughs> you know, you and I talked earlier, um, on another podcast, I already got a Idaho tech. So this might be a year that okay, fine. But <laughs> if they screw right. me and move this needle again, I'm not going to get. The, I could, you know, I'm I'm planning that in in 2024, I'm going to Wyoming. That was my right. plan, you know. But now this looks like who knows if they're going to change it up on me or not again. <laughs> so I don't know. Um, well, let's jump into the let's jump into the draw system. Um, yeah. And and how it works, and because um, they have a first choice, second choice option, right? They yep. got some other stuff that's different than some states. So, yeah. So, <clears throat> starting out, the first thing you're you're going to see talked about, which is where this, this big potential change we're talking about comes into play, is Wyoming for non-residents splits their draw into, into two separate draws. You have the regular draw, mm-hmm. and you have the special draw. So under that. The special draw is going to get 40% of the tags allocated for a hunt, and the regular draw gets 60% of the tags. Now, within that, the special draw generally requires a higher application fee, which is it's substantially higher than the the regular. Mm -hmm. Um, But with that, you get into kind of more of an elite pool. You have less people, and generally you have better draws. Now, traditionally, that's always kind of been the case. Um, the past few years, especially, we've been seeing it where the special draw, in in some instances, actually has worse odds than than the regular draw. Right. You know, it kind of depends on your percentage of people per that amount of tags. Now, the now, other hold thing. Hold on a second, real quick. So yeah. now, is that something that you can on Go Hunt that you can filter to see between 
the two? You, you, you can't see between the two, but what I always tell people is that if you're on go hunt and you say, say there's some specific hunts that you have in mind, I always go and double check the special odds versus the regular odds on that, on that hunt and see kind of how that breaks down. Um, now I think the species that I've seen it the most in lately has been an antelope, an antelope in the past few years in Wyoming, there's been a huge influx in applicants and there's been a massive drop in tags. Yeah. Um, so people are kind of seeing the writing on the wall and you're getting a lot of people that are just throwing in on the special. Well, in some hunts, you know, the special draw might take a couple more points to draw than the regular actually did for that hunt. So okay. so many people jumping to that special side. So we don't have a specific tool that compares those two, um, you know, like a side-by-side type thing. Mm-hmm. At the moment, we are working on a, a saved hunt feature that would allow you to essentially compare hunts. Um, but yeah, right now, like I said, you know, if I'm looking at, you know, whatever, 87 type 1 tag, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to check that out on, on both residencies, just see what my odds are on each one. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, within, within your allotments, between your special and, and, your, and your regular draw, so your 60 40 split there um within those percentages you also have another split where 75 percent of your tags are going to go to those with the highest points and the remaining 25 percent of the tags are going to go into a random draw for everybody that's left over <laughs> so kind of the same thing like you know if you're looking at the general tag general elk tag generally like in the in the regular draw it's going to take four to four and a half points to pull that you know but if you're a guy that's sitting at two or three points and you, you have an open availability in September, or October, whatever, it may be worth throwing in on the hunt because you do have a random factor. There, there's a possibility of pulling that tag before you have the, the number of points required to get it on the preference side. Okay. What I know this changed recently too. Like the draws in, it's in January, right? Yeah, January 31 is your deadline. Is your deadline to put in, but you don't find out till later and you have until a certain time. Like, yep, Cause yeah, I know correct. they kind of screwed us up. Like it used to be you find out right away and like, yeah. What, what, what changed there? I know that was what, like two yeah. years ago. Yeah. So that went in Yep, two years ago. Um, so now your, your application deadline is January 31. Mm-hmm. Um, and you can make amendments to your application up through, I believe it's May 31st. Yeah. Um, now the reason they did that is they're setting, tag quotas and numbers after that application deadline and there's a lot of people upset because they're putting in for a hunt and then pretty quick the tags get dumped out of it now they can no longer draw that tag um that exact situation happened to me here in utah last year um but so yeah they've changed the amendment date up up through may now the only caveat to that is you cannot change your application type so say if you put it on as a regular on a hunt Mm -hmm. And after you know, looking at odds and everything, you, you deem, hey, I have a better chance at special in this. You can't change that from, from regular to special or from special to regular. You're stuck in whatever pool you're in. Okay. But you can change your, your choice on your application, if you will. Okay. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I think, to me, Wyoming might be the most confusing out of every single state out there. Um, because they got not only different units for different species they got different units between non-resident and resident and then you got the different types like a type one type two type nine you know right type 65 what it's like (laughs) let's shed some light on that stuff right there please yeah definitely yeah so you'll see some variances from like species to species um so yeah typically say if you're looking at 
whatever, we'll, we'll just say elk because that's what we're talking about. You're going to have your type one and type two licenses, which those are generally going to be uh, like either sex or bull only type tags. Mm -hmm. um, and then you also have a type nine, which is going to be an archery only hunt. Now, a lot of those type nine tags actually hold really, really good draws just because it, it is an archery only tag. You can't rifle hunt on it or anything. Right. Um, but oftentimes those type nines are going to be in areas that are heavily, heavily covered in wilderness. Mm -hmm. So kind of as a recap on that, if you're a non-resident going into Wyoming, you cannot hunt any area that's designated wilderness unless you're with a resident sponsor or an outfitter. Right. You know, so some of these you see, and you look at like the thoroughfare tag up there, um, phenomenal hunt, you're typically hunting very, very deep, 10, 15 plus miles in, uh, and it's wilderness. Right. Yeah, so, so you you know you look at it on paper and you're that like, man, great tag. Yeah, you can't touch it though. Yeah. Um, the other thing that you have when you get into that is going to be your antlerless tags. So your antlerless are going to be your types uh, four, five, six, and seven. Mm -hmm. And and you're typically on those now. You're going to be dealing with a full price elk tag or a reduced price elk tag. Um, so your full price is going to be a type four and a five. So your type four and five licenses. If you draw one of those as a first choice, those are going to use your elk points that you've accrued in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. So yeah, if you, if you put in for a you know a cow hunt whatever unit has a type four or five and you draw that and you had eight elk points, your eight elk points are gone. Now the other option you have is going to be what's called a reduced price. Okay. So the reduced price are your sixes and sevens. Those are cheap tags. They're I want to say two hundred ninety eight bucks. I think just under three hundred dollars. Okay. Um, for those cow licenses, that's a completely random draw. Does not use points. And so you, you can put in those as a, as a separate option. Um, you know, I think we, we hit it on the last, last podcast there, but uh, those reduced priced elk tags, cow tags are readily available to non-residents. There's really good odds on all of them. Right. Um, quite a few of them are going to go left over. They're cheap. They don't touch your points. It's a really, really good elk hunt to look at. Yeah. I considered doing that for one of my kids. I wanted my, yeah. my, my oldest daughter to, to go do that. And then I just never made it happen. Um, and I might still do that with her, although she's been, I've been trying to build some points for her in Wyoming. Right. Um, yeah. What there, what, what's the golden goose? It's a type one tag, right? Cause you can go during the archery season, but you have to buy an archery stamp and then you have to, then you could come back yeah. in the other seasons. Yeah. So generally that's kind of the best way to look at, at Wyoming is unless you're drawing a type nine tag. Most of those hunts that you're drawing is a rifle hunt. Right. And then you can turn around, you can buy your, your non-resident archer stamp, which then allows you to use that tag during the archery season. So Wyoming's a cool state in that they don't make you choose your weapon or your season, generally. Um, you can draw that tag, and you know if you have the funds and the time, you can go you know hunt elk in September. And if you don't kill one, go back in October and try to shoot one with a gun. You know, so it definitely opens up some opportunity there, um, you know, but, but yeah, typically your type ones and your type twos, those are going to be the main ones you're going to be looking at that limited entry side, um, you know, as far as your, your quote unquote big bull type units. Right. Now on this draw that's coming up for January 31st, what, mm -hmm. what species does that cover? Is it only elk or, or they have other species? Yep. In that? Yeah. So it's only going to be elk as far as the deadline there. Um, mm -hmm. you're, you're. You know, so yeah, that's the primary thing we're, we're running into first. Yeah, is going to be Wyoming elk. Um, everything else comes at a later date. Uh, I believe in June. I'd have to double check the exact date, but yeah, in June you'll have your, your deer and antelope draws. Um, but yeah, primarily we're going to be focusing on on elk for that January deadline. Okay. So, and I for 
I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I'm pretty sure I'm correct on this. I believe, I believe Wyoming has a second or maybe the third largest might be the third largest uh, number of elk in the state. Um, I know Colorado yeah, is number I, one, but I can't remember if yeah. Montana is above or below Wyoming. It, you know, I did an article probably, you know, probably five or six years ago, kind of breaking down the populations across the West. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do believe you're correct. I'm pretty sure it was Montana was second, Wyoming third, okay. uh, and possibly you, Utah somewhat in there. But when you when you start factoring in just the sheer Oregon, size of the state, I think Oregon's yeah. third or oh, fourth. Um, you know, but that, that's one thing, um, you know, in Wyoming, you have, you have a lot of different terrain types that you can, that are available to hunt in Wyoming. Right. The desert um, generally in my experience, you know, it, it's a, it's still a state that you got to work hard in. You know, you get that general uptake, you know, you're not going to roll up there and find out, you know, right off the road. I mean, you, you certainly can, I've done it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but it's a state where if you work hard in it, there's a lot of reward to be had for that. Um, you know, there, there's some, there's some great hunting that can be found. So talk to me about the general versus, um, a limited, they don't call it limited entry. What do they call it? They do limited quota. Oh, oh limited quota. Okay. Yeah. 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 yeah so, I mean, personally, uh, again, this is kind of coming from my general philosophy on hunts is I'd rather hunt more often than, you know, than hunt a really, really good unit every 10 years or whatever. All right. I mean, albeit, I obviously always want a good unit, but, um, that general hunt, in Wyoming, you have really good opportunities at, you know, I mean, a lot of your, your, you know, your mature six points are going to be in that 270 to 300 type range. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and you have the possibility of running into bulls bigger than that. You know I mean? Especially, I mean, shoot some of those, those late season rifle hunts on general tags and granted a lot of it's in wilderness areas or, you know, you on horseback, but they're killing some really, really nice bulls. Um, you know, so there's definitely opportunity to be had on Wyoming um, with that general tag, not to mention too, just, the magnitude of the country that you're hunting in. I mean, it, it, it's, yeah, I think Wyoming's one of the most beautiful states you can hunt. I mean, it's, it's incredible up there. But, um, you know, there's definitely some good opportunity on those limited entry tags. Um, you know, there, there's not there's not a lot of limited entry tags that you're going to see, you know, compared to some other units or mm-hmm. to some other states. Um, you know, a lot of your, your bigger hunts, you know, are, are well-known. Point creep is very alive in those. Yep. Um, you know, and, and there's a few that do kind of skate below the radar. Um, I do think some of those are going to take, you know, some local knowledge in there um, or hunting the same area a couple times and kind of figuring it out. But there is, there is some hidden gems in those limited entry type hunts. Uh, I myself, I'm, I'm a big general guy when it comes to Wyoming. I really like that general tag up there. Yeah. Yeah. I I, um, I haven't hunted Wyoming now, whereas for, for elk, I've hunted deer and antelope mm-hmm. uh, several times in between. But I haven't had a tag there for elk since uh, about 12, 13 years ago. I mean, hence why okay. I have some yeah. po- I, I, <laughs> I shot a great bull in a, junior, in a general unit, but you know, I know times have changed a little bit in the last 10 years to 13 years, right. whatever it was. Um, but I shot, I think it was, I, think anyway, I never had him officially scored, but I was probably about a 330 bull. Oh but, yeah, great yeah, bull. Yeah, so stud bull, and you know, so after that, I always, you know, put in kind of like, I kept, like I told you um, previously, you know, just kept trying to get a different caliber of hunt, and then, you know, once I got to a certain point, they moved, they moved the goal line on me, and then I was like, oh well, at this point, I'm just gonna go for for that instead. Right. Um, right. And I'm and I'm there. I'm there knocking on the door again. But um, so, 
I might actually call you. <laughs> I might actually call you <laughs> when off air here and figure it out because I might not definitely not this year, but I think next year I am going to uh, use these points up on, on on a tag, assuming we get the same type of quality of hunt. Uh, right, you know conditions. The the weather looks good, and we're not in a drought or something. But um, anyway, um, I forgot again where I was going with this. But I, uh, it's been a, it's been a morning, man. <laughs> um, I I definitely, I definitely want to utilize the fact that I've put so many so much time and effort, and then once I'm done. With that, I think I'm going to go back to trying my hand at the the, the general low, you know, lower point uh, units. Yeah, definitely. I think I think there's a lot to be said for yeah, hunting that general, clearing your points out, getting back into the point pool as soon as possible, and you know, and doing that again. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I mean, we, we talked about this at length in our last podcast in Arizona, but I think a lot of it when you're when you're developing your application strategy across the West each year is you know again deciding you know what what types of hunts am i looking for you know what what i want to do um you know so for me personally uh, like i said i grew up in northern idaho um up there a, a big 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 bull's gonna hit 300 right yeah, we just get big elk um you know in fact i think personally some of the elk hunted in panhandle idaho were a little bit more reminiscent of like a roosevelt to me giant giant bodies um you know, like a 260 270 bull is a good mature bull and um, now they're even few and far between up there because all, yeah. the, oh, all the wolves so and bad. stuff. I remember going. I remember going up there uh, in the spring on a bear hunt and just seeing elk everywhere, and then going back mm-hmm. there again and not even seeing a track. Oh yeah, yeah. The spot that I basically grew up hunting. I remember being you know five and six, following my dad. Um, I mean, the quality of hunting back then, some of the stuff that I seen as a kid is stuff that like grown men will never see their entire lives. Mm-hmm. I mean, just, you know, the, the quality of hunting that we had, um, last time I hunted that I hunted it in 2019 with my dad is kind of just like a throwback hunt. And, and I mean, it, I mean, you can even hardly buy an elk sighting. I mean, it's just, it's so much tougher now. Mm-hmm. It's just not what it used to be. Yeah. Um, you know, but so, you know, for me going into, into elk, um, you know, on, on deer, I, I've, I've not killed any giant deer, but I've killed quite a few nice deer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I get pickier on them, but on elk, when it comes to elk, I mean, my family relies on elk meat year round. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually don't get picky. You know, if I right. see if I see a leader bull, I'm, I'm generally going to go after it. Um, you know, so for me, I, I, a state like Wyoming and their general tag plays really, really nicely in kind of my overall strategy because you know, a, I'm getting a good quality hunt, and B, you know, I've got I, there's a decent shot of running into a nice bull. Um, you know, in, in a number of units on that general hunt. Right. So, you know, so that, that's a, that's a good one for me to, you know, to kind of look at. Just kind of reiterating what you just said. Like I, I had this very similar philosophy and, and, but I look at it like this. I'm like, if it's a tag that took me a crap ton of points for, I'm going to try to do it justice and mm-hmm. shoot for a certain caliber of animal. And that could be, whatever species but if it's a general unit i'm going to go after what's going to make me happy no matter what you know exactly that's one thing i mean i feel like i mean i think everybody does this in their hunting career but you know for a long time there is always like okay going into this year um you know i'm looking for you know whatever mule deer above 160 i'm looking for a bull above 280 you know or whatever mm-hmm. and 
you know, more often than not, I guess now I just kind of chalk it up to if I look at it and I'm like, yep, I want to shoot that thing. Right. I'm going to be happy shooting that. You know, that that's the, that's what I'm going to go into. You know, I mean, you have you have caveats here and there. I mean, shoot this year in Wyoming, I had a region H deer tag, and you know, I mean, we busted our tails. Got, I mean, <laughs> just got our rear ends kicked in, but. Last day, a group of forkies, you know, feeding out there. And, yeah. man, I, w- I wanted to shoot one just for the fact of shooting something. But I knew, you know, once I got up to it, I was going to be disappointed. You know, yeah. It wasn't what I wanted. Exactly. Out of that you know, so, yeah, I mean, there's definitely, yeah, certain species, like I said, or, or you know, certain circumstances are going to make me, you know, kind of adjust my attitude towards a hunt, if you will. Um, like I said, I've always been a low point guy. So most of my hunts is generally like, hey, let's, you know, let's find a, you know, either a mature animal or, you know, let's find a legal bull and kill it. Yeah. No, that's a good way to look at it. Um, let's talk about the first choice, second choice a little bit because I yeah. think that confuses people. How it confuses me every time I think yep. I got a grasp on things. I... Yeah, so yeah, Wyoming is a hard first choice state, meaning that they're going to look at, they're going to pull up your application, they're going to look at your first choice. And if there's no tags available for whatever your first choice was, they're, they're going to move on. Um, now, once all the first choice applications have been run through and everybody's been placed or, or not placed, depending on their hunt that they had, then they'll turn around and start looking at your second choice hunts. Um, second choice hunts are nice because they don't utilize your points if you draw them. So you have some good opportunities. That's where you could put in, you know, say that, like we were talking earlier, those full price antlerless elk tags, type four, type five. Um, if you draw those as a first choice, your points are gone. If you draw them as a second choice, you keep your points. So they're, they're good opportunities to do that. Now, the only thing I would, I would tell somebody as a caveat there is if you draw that as a second choice, you can no longer purchase a point that year. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're a guy that's building points and, and you might be better off putting in for one of the reduced price elk tags, the type six or seven. Okay. Yeah. So that makes sense. And I know you're, this is not the case anymore, but years past that was kind of like the situation like in Arizona, like you can put, you can shoot for the stars with your first choice and then try to get a general tag, um, on that second choice. And a lot of times you would, um, and I know that's definitely not the case anymore. Cause no, yeah, no. Yeah. And you won't, won't be pulling anything like that as a second. And, and that's where also too, it kind of, you know, pay attention to what you're listing as your second choice. Um, there's some states that are that are similar to Wyoming, where you, essentially your first choice is your main choice. Mm-hmm. Um, where a lot of times, like I, I don't even list a second choice hunt just because there's nothing else that I want. You know, right. Anything that you have a chance on. I mean, generally, there's a reason the hunt's going to be a second choice hunt. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, but at the same time, it doesn't always mean that it's a terrible hunt. If you just want to go fill your freezer up, but, you know, a second choice hunt could be a great one to go look at. Right, exactly. And then the other the other thing is, so one thing I always loved about Wyoming is you can hunt elk, deer, and antelope all at the same time. Right. And so, and that's what I was doing for a very long time is I was just getting, you know, my archery antelope or, yeah, archery antelope, or excuse me, just an antelope tag and an archery deer tag, mm-hmm. um, you know, and... um. I would hunt in units that had elk in them. So I would apply for that unit. And if I drew it, great. Then I got all three tags in my pocket and I'd go for a couple of weeks and, you know, hopefully, hopefully be able to fill all three. And then, you know, eventually I wasn't drawing that tag, but I could see, Hey, this might be cool to put in for one of those cow hunts that you were talking about. And, right and draw a cow tag, have a cow tag in my pocket. Hell, why not? You know, I like elk meat better than, than deer and antelope. So if I have the opportunity to shoot a cow and 
you know, there, there you go. There's a, there's another Definitely. opportunity. Yeah. Um, that's one thing I always talk to people about all the time. Like I had, I had a couple of buddies that went out and out to Eastern Montana this year and did a, did a rifle deer hunt. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, like, you know, you've spent whatever culminatively by the time this trip's over, you're going to have two grand and between gas and tags and travel and all that or more. Yeah. Um, buy, <laughs> buy a doe tag for 80 bucks and throw it in your pocket and get some more meat. Right. Right? At least, you know, like you get those days where you're frustrated and you can't find a buck, but you can always find a doe somewhere go shoot one, you know I mean? To maximize the amount of, of, of take back you're getting from the hunt, you know, and, and it just pays dividends down the road. And then also you killed another animal. You learned something from that. Right. Um, let's revisit, uh, the altering your, uh, your application. Yeah. So, so from a guy like me, okay, I'm applying multiple States. I put in for the hunt that I want and then I find out that I draw uh, in another state and I like, oh shit, now I have an opportunity. I might still draw this tag in Wyoming mm-hmm. and then I'm going to have two elk tags and I'm going to have to choose one or the other because of time or whatever. Do you have, can you withdraw your application and go for a bonus point at that point or are yeah, you? Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm actually drawing a blank on that right now. I'm fairly positive you cannot pull that out once it's in. Yeah. Um, I would have to double check on it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, you know, yeah, that's, that's the one thing too, with these, with these early draws like that. Um, especially one like Wyoming where they're holding on to your tag, you have to upfront pay your fees. So they're holding on to your fees. Right. Um, you know, that whole time you're floating that. Um, but also, you know, yeah, you get changes on there. Now, the main thing I'd be looking at too with that, you know, not 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 counting if you drew another tag in another state or whatever. But um, once you release those tag numbers, you know, or maybe you get some new information for somebody that's like, hey, this limited entry unit, super easy to draw. I know of a three forty bull in there. Yeah, I'll get you on or you know something like that. Kind of gives you that ability to go back and revisit that. Now, more often than not, say if you're just putting it for the general tag, you're probably not going to go in there and swap your you know swap your your application around, but. Let's say, you know, for you, you, you finally got caught up to the point break level for the elk hunt you want, and they dropped 40% of the tags. Mm-hmm. And now looking at it, you're no longer in that top 40% of the top point holders. You know, maybe you need to alter that. Right. Yeah, now, so kinda, the flip side of that, and I think I think I did this the year before, the first year that they had the system, mm-hmm. um, is I changed because I decided because I, I had an Idaho tag. I decided I did not want to draw Wyoming and have two tags. So I went back and changed my to something that requires way more points. So the likelihood of me drawing it was right slim to none. And if I drew it, I was going to be like, okay, well, I then I got the golden goose here. I'm just going to figure it out and hunt, and hunt both places and worry about my wife later. <laughs> but, um, so yeah, I know that. So when I asked you that question, I already knew the answer to it, but I just wanted you to, <laughs> yeah, you cannot, you cannot withdraw it, um, completely, which is kind of shitty. So, I, I, I really don't like this whole system that they got where they make you wait. Like if you're going to put it, put it in, put it in and find out and then let's, let's move on to the next state, you know, right. but they basically kind of hold you hostage for four months, five months. So I did just look it up. You can, in fact, actually withdraw that application. Oh, you can. Um, oh, shit. Yep, you oh, are wow. subject to it's. It's a five dollar processing fee to do so. I mean, which is which a is, lot better than yeah. drawing and paying for it. 
Um, so yeah, you are going to go in that aspect, which is nice. You, know, you get but these you, other early draw states. Can you pick up a still buy a bonus point? Uh, yeah. So kind of your main caveat there would be if you draw your tag, then you cannot buy a point. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, so if you withdrew, yeah, you'd still be good for that year. Okay. All right. Cool. Cool. Well, I was I'm wrong. I'm glad you looked it yeah. up. And that's and that's the other weird thing that comes into play in Wyoming now too is they're one of the only few states that actually allows you to just purchase a point. Um, you know, and now that person that purchased a point, they're not on a draw data anywhere. You know, I mean, we, we know how many people are sitting there with how many points in Wyoming, but you don't know when they're going to put in what they're going to put in for. Right. Right. Um, you know, and that can, especially when some of the changes they're talking about putting into place, um, that can, that can drastically change things, you know, in, in a number of hunts. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, for sure. hundred percent. And that's one thing too. I think we, I see quite often is you've always seen, you know, make sure you buy your Wyoming points, make sure you buy your Wyoming points. A lot of people buy the points, but they don't really have a plan of what they're going to do with these points. Mm-hmm. You know, so I end up, I mean, every year I talk to, I mean, dozens of guys on the phone that, hey, you know, I got whatever, six, seven, eight, nine points in Wyoming. I don't even know what I want to hunt, you know, and, and starting to talk to them, figure out, well, the general hunt would have been a dang good hunt for them to do. Right. In that time, they could have already hunted that twice. Twice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so a lot of people kind of just fall into that trap of buying points, which I think everybody should be buying points in Wyoming, you know, but also at the same time, you know, try to get a, a game plan kind of established to make sure you're not, you know, burning points down the road or what have you. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think if there's anything else specific about Wyoming's draw. That- I think the... We have to I think the big thing we could chat about would be potential implications on if these new special draw prices go through. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's definitely, let's talk about that. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So with these new, these new proposed special draw prices, um, which like I said, those have passed through the task force. Um, they're going to be hitting the legislature here in, in January for approval. Um I, I mean, it's hard to say if it goes through or not. Generally, like I said, historically, past few years, pretty much anything that's been introduced for the most part goes through completely or has some changes added to it. Um, but so the current proposal is specifically targeting the special draw prices on tags. So this is going to pretty much largely double them. Um, it's going to take your elk tag to about $1,950 for the special draw. So very, very, very expensive. Wow. <laughs> um, special draw antelope and deer are going to be jumping up to 1200 bucks, give or take. That's freaking So nuts. with that, there's, there's a lot of possible scenarios that could play out here. Uh, main thing is, so that this would, if, if signed into law, this would go into place in 2024. Okay. If a lot of people start getting onto this, you might see a massive exodus of points in 2023. So people just dumping points like crazy. Yep. Um, Shit, that's going to screw me up because that's yeah. what I was going to do. <laughs> so probably what, what my kind of prediction is, if, if this goes into play, uh-huh. is you're probably likely going to see a large point jump in special because everybody's going to try to take advantage of those special draw while the, while the tags are still cheaper. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also going to see some of that in the random side for sure. Now the big key player, again, is going to go back to people that have been buying points but haven't put in. So let's say generally right now, your general elk tag takes about four points to draw on, on special or, or regular and they're about there. Now, if you get a ton of people that start dumping points in the general and say, if these guys are all higher point holders, eight to 10 point holders, that general point 
point break might jump from four points and it might jump up to six or seven points. You know, so, so it can drastically change that. Yeah. Um, now the same thing too, say we get into next year, 2024, and that special application fee is so high, mm-hmm. you're gonna see a lot more people putting in on the regular draw. Right. It's just gonna further drive up your, your point creep. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a, p- a potential of a few plays there. Um, on that special side, if those prices do go up, if you're a guy that can financially swing a $2,000 elk tag, you might have better odds going into that special draw starting next year. Right. You know, so there's going to be some plays there. Um, I'm curious to see kind of like how the uh, Wild Wyoming uh, Game Association, or excuse me, Wyoming Guide Association plays into the decision on this. Um, you know, guiding in Wyoming is a very, very lucrative uh, industry. Right. And that guide association has a, pulls a lot of strings, mm-hmm. um, very influential. I do know on that task force, there is a few guides on there um, that actually agree with the new price hikes. You know, so it would be curious to kind of see how things shake down with that. Yeah, because typically guys that are paying for guides are usually uh, have, I shouldn't say not, that's not 100% accurate because there's a lot of blue collar guys that will will save up and go on a guided hunt. But most of the guys that go on a guided hunts are, you know, typically uh, guys that have a little bit more money. Correct. Yeah. And at that point, you know, an extra, basically the, the, the current special elk tag is about 1300 bucks, 1268. Mm -hmm. So, you know, so you're going to be seeing a, you know, whatever $700 price increase, you know, at that point in the grand scheme of things, they're already paying eight to 10 grand for the hunt. You know, another 700 bucks is not a huge thing. Right. You know, so, you know, I think on that special side, you'll probably see, you know, potentially some better odds. Hard to say for sure yet. Um, but definitely on the regular side, you're going to see, you're going to see a lot of point creep. Yeah. Um, you know, so I think a lot of people are going to kind of, if that goes through, I think you're going to start seeing a bunch of points get dumped in 23. Man. So you're talking about now, just this January, you're going to see. Yep. Yeah. Depending on if and when that gets through. Um, you know, but even then, if, if it's not passed prior to that deadline, you could see people applying. Um, you know, I, I definitely think there's going to be an uptick in applications this year. Mm-hmm. Now you couple that with the fact that, you know, Idaho tags were insane this year. Mm-hmm. Um, Montana tags are getting harder to get. You know, these these opportunity type hunts are just getting slimmer and slimmer. So you're getting a lot more focus of people into these spots. Yep. Um, you know, but but yeah, there's definitely, I mean, if you're if you're a max point guy, where you're at kind of the top of the heap, kind of in the situation you're in. Yep. If this goes through, you you might either be stuck with, you know, a hunt that you'll never draw on the regular side due to point creep, um, or you might be faced, you know, you got to pay two grand for the elk tag now. Wonderful. Wonderful. <laughs> very sad now. Dave, you may right. be sad. <laughs> right. Uh. Yeah, so... We'll be curious, but I mean, at the end of the day, you know, I mean, maybe it doesn't pass. Maybe a bunch of people dump a bunch of points this, you know, in 2023, mm-hmm. it doesn't pass. And next year you have great opportunities. Yeah. You know, there, there could be, you know, but, you know, generally speaking, the way things have been going the past few years, you know, a lot of these, these non-resonant type changes, mm-hmm. um, you know, have, have been going through. That's crazy. And so who it's, you said it's a task force. Is it? Um, yep. Okay, I might actually want to get that information from you because that might be something I want to look into from yeah, I can, a I can, yeah, I can perspective. Yeah, I appreciate that. 
Uh, yeah, there's definitely, you know, it, it's, 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 it's curious to look at Wyoming too, because, you know, especially like on the 90, 10 split, mm-hmm. um, you know, from your sheep, goat and bison, you know, it definitely upset a lot of people. I mean, people have been buying points in that system under the, you know, under the, the I think it was 30% before they're getting, you know, it's under these larger allotments. And now you're cutting down on, on people that you know have years and, and you know, hundreds and thousands of dollars or whatever into, into points. Yeah. Uh, um, I'm one of you know, those guys. I mean, I don't have yeah. hundreds, hundreds of thousands, but. I'm I'm at least ten or twelve years into, right? To each um, you know, but at the same time, that you know, that ten percent is much more in line with the rest of you know the the western states. Yep. Um, you know, and even at that point, you're still getting a ten percent guarantee. Um, whereas you look at like a state like Montana or even Idaho, mm-hmm. uh, they're or, I mean, even for that matter, Arizona, they're up to ten percent. So like you know, doesn't guarantee anything. Right. You know, it's possible no one doesn't doesn't draw a single tag. Um, you know, so yeah, it's definitely, it's interesting to see how things are going to play out. Um, there's been another, there was a meeting, um, this past week, I think it was this past Thursday, but there was a meeting that they actually had pertaining to the moose sheep goat, uh, point systems and talking about just going to a squared bonus system. So no preference points, hmm. um, doing like a modified, which if you're a guy that's sitting at a lower point level, it's probably a good thing to be looking at. Yeah. Um, it's going to only up your odds of drawing a tag. You know, so yeah, there, there's there's a lot of talk going on right now. Yeah, crazy, absolutely crazy. Yeah, I just looked up. I just looked up on going right now. What my chances are of drawing a moose tag? I got another another eight, eight years ago. Yep. Although I just yep. I just drew I just drew a tag in in Montana. I had a moose tag in Montana and that had point. I had one point seven percent chance of drawing it. According, yeah. according to go home and I drew it. So. Yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And, and, you know, a state like Wyoming too, I mean, that's where you know, some of your biggest shyrus poles come from, you know I mean? It's definitely under a magnifying glass. Kind of the same thing of looking like when you start talking big orange sheep and you look at Montana, um, you know, no state that touches it. Right. Um, you know, but yeah, I mean, you know, those hunts, especially in a state like Montana, I mean, even at, you know, at max points on most moose hunts, you're under 5% chance. Um, you just you just never know, and you, you know you got to play the game in order to draw. Right. Yep. Can't win if you don't play. That is for sure. Well, cool. Um, anything else you think we need to talk, touch on? <coughs> Excuse me, I'm getting over a cold right now. I've been trying not to cough this whole time. No, you didn't. No worries. Um, not really. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, we can kind of hit on like strategy in Wyoming. There's really not a whole lot to it. Pretty simple state uh, in terms of planning your strategy out there. But yeah, let's go ahead and you want to give a little bit of you know thirty thousand foot overview on that real quick, and then yeah, definitely. Yeah, so uh, talking Wyoming now, getting into your your application strategy. Um, Wyoming's a, a pretty straightforward state. So the main thing that I like to look at in those is whether you're putting in on the on the regular special draw um, with that 75% of the tags going to the highest point holder, it's generally fairly easy to predict when you're going to draw a tag. Now, some of these changes we've talked about that could be coming down a pipeline could throw a wrench in that a little bit. But for the most part, Wyoming's a state that you can you generally know when you're going to pull a tag, but you always have kind of that random shot of things, if you will. Um, so usually my application strategy going into Wyoming is going to be, do I have other hunts going on this year that have already planned out that are going to be taking place, you know, when I'd want to hunt Wyoming. Right. 
and also is Wyoming a state that, you know, I, I have time for this year and I, I want to hunt it this year, you know, so that's generally going to dictate how I'm going to go about things. Now, if I have an opening, you know, so say for me personally, uh, Wyoming, oh, it, it's always going to be an archery hunt for me. That's what I want to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so if I have September opened up, I'm going to put in for a hunt. If I don't have enough points to draw that tag on the preference side of things, I'm just going to still put in and hope I pull it on the random side. Right. Um, we've had a few guys, I mean, just last year we had a guy in the office pull a random tag in Wyoming. So I mean, it, it definitely happens. Um, you know, but on the other hand, if, um, like for me personally this year, I have an Idaho elk tag, so I'm going to be in Idaho in September. I'm not too worried about drawing Wyoming. Uh, I'm just going to forego the application I'm not going to put in. Mm -hmm. And then later on this summer, early fall, I'm just going to buy a point for elk again. Okay. You know, so I think largely, again, just like most states, going into Wyoming, consider what you want to do in that state. You know, if you want to kill a great big bull and have, you know, good opportunities at pretty much only killing big bulls, you're, you're talking a lot of points to get into a hunt like that. Um, but if you just want a really good, solid general hunt with an opportunity at a great mature bull, mm -hmm. um, you know, that general hunt is hard to beat. Yeah, for sure. Well, cool, man. I think uh, I think we've given everybody enough uh, information yeah. to figure out what they're going to do in this upcoming draw. And uh, good luck to everybody out there. Um, now I guess got to figure out what I'm doing with this thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely. Uh, yeah, I, I I envy you for the amount of points that you have, but I'm not jealous of the potential situation you could be in at the same time. Yeah, this is gonna suck. Because if I'm gonna end up now going back to like uh, yeah i don't know how many more years i got in me not for an elk um, right you know well and it, it it's going to start begging the question of you know say you're sitting at 12 points um you know if these changes go into play mm -hmm. and that hunt that you want jumped you know three points um you know do you, do you still try to you know wait for things to simmer down or try to get into that tag or do you now burn your 12 points on a general tag that you know you could have hunted three times over at that amount of points right um you do kind of start breaking into that of you know i think at times you can justify it by hey maybe i'll party with somebody you know with zero points or you know a buddy or you know family member or whatever right use your points to also get them in you know so, i mean there's definitely some plays there but um you know it's almost kind of you're, you're sitting in no man's land in terms of talking the top tier hunts mm -hmm. um you know it's only going to further make that desolated yeah that sucks <laughs> that really sucks well i appreciate you coming on man and uh definitely time great again. With you. yeah likewise um we'll uh we'll talk soon sounds great man all right take it easy yep one more thing i want to talk to you about if you use onyx i use onyx it's an excellent program figure out all my waypoints, figure out how I'm going to get into places, how I'm going to make stocks. There's so many different ways you can use Onyx. It's an amazing product. Um, if you already have it, or if you never had it before, you can use the promo code HOWL, H-O-W-L, uh, all caps, and you will save 20% off on that membership. Plus, Onyx will donate an additional 20% to Howlful Wildlife. You can't beat that, right? So you're helping yourself, saving some money. You're helping out the organization. It's awesome. All right. That's all I got for you. 